0: Welcome back to the Club Candid Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Reggie, and I'm happy to be back here with another episode for you guys, just like I do every Wednesday. Except I'm only going to have you guys... Well, you guys are only going to be hearing from me uh, for another... Let's see, two more episodes after this one. And then I'm going on maternity leave. I'm getting myself a little... Uh, it's just going to be a little hiatus uh, from the podcast because I have a lot, I have a lot to do, you guys. I just cannot believe, I so I'm like 30 weeks pregnant right now, almost 31, and that just blows my mind. Like that means that I'm having a baby in like nine weeks, give or take a week, who knows? It's so bizarre, so crazy. I just cannot believe it's happening. Uh, but I'm, like, super, super excited. But, man, I have just been so busy with shooting weddings and all the things, and I just, you know, I have that, and I have to prepare for this baby, so I'm just going to be taking a little break, and then I will be back after my baby is born. It's so wild! Uh, So, yeah, three more episodes, or two more episodes, maybe we'll do three, maybe I'll throw in a bonus episode, but that is what you can expect in these next coming weeks. Uh, My baby will be born beginning of August probably. So I will be back sometime in probably September. Uh, And I did have a lot of you say when I announced this last week, like, will you please do an episode on like your birth story and all of that? And the answer is yes. I will definitely do that because, you know, there's nothing I love talking about more than, well, that moms love talking about more than their babies. So, I promise this is not going to turn into a parenting podcast or a baby podcast, but I will share all the fun and maybe not so fun details of labor and birth and, you know, what it's like being a mom because it's so crazy Uh, and I can't believe that is coming so quickly. So, yeah, I just have a lot of things I need to do to prepare for a child because there is just it just feels like a lot and I just yeah I want to just you know enjoy these next couple of weeks that I have left with Kendall and all the things so I love you guys I'm not ditching you and it's not because I don't love you but yeah I just have so much going on and yeah a little break will be much needed so uh I guess I was going to say look forward to that, but I hope you're not looking forward to me leaving because I hope you're excited for when I come back. Uh, But yeah, so I mean, that pretty much just describes where I'm at right now and how life is going and a life update. I'm just working so much, but my maternity leave is this month. So I will just be doing a lot of editing and a lot of, I don't know, baby showers, getting ready for this baby. So are we sick of hearing how busy I am and how I need to get ready for this baby? Because I am. (laughs) So let's jump in to today's episode. I thought it'd be fun to talk about this topic just because I feel like I get a lot of people who show up in my DMs asking about questions about this and I just feel like it's something anyone can do and So we're going to talk about it. And that thing is freelancing. Uh, I know this is not like a funny story um, episode or I don't know, nothing like entertaining. But one thing I really am passionate about and you guys know is just like educating people and teaching people and helping people. So I'm hoping this podcast episode can benefit any of you who maybe feel a little bit stuck on you know, what your next move is with your job, with your life, Um, or maybe you've been interested in freelance work and you just don't know how to go about starting it up. Uh, So we're going to talk about this and I think this episode can apply to literally anyone um, because I think there's something that any person can do that they could freelance work for. Um, So yeah, let's just get started with freelance. And the first question is, what even is freelancing? So freelancing is basically when you're working independently rather than being employed by someone else. Um, Another way to describe it would be like an independent contractor. So who can freelance? And the answer to that is basically anybody. If you have a certain skill or craft, you can freelance and offer your services to someone else. So, I do a lot of freelance work. It's basically my whole job. Uh, Technically, working as a photographer and videographer for weddings is freelance work. However, a lot of you might not know that I also do freelance work for other brands as a photographer and videographer. Um, And I've even done a few other things in the past, like blogging and, um, I don't know, I've done stuff like just through social media Um, so yeah, you don't have to be a photographer or a videographer to freelance and if you're really experienced in social media management, for example, you could offer social media managing to different brands or companies who need help with their social accounts or maybe you're really good at writing and blogging so you could reach out to some florists or photographers or anyone who has like a blog on their website and blog for them. There's so many different types of freelance work. So, I just want to start off by saying before we like get too into this that I don't think everyone should try to monetize their talents and their income. We live in this time where we feel like we have to start a business if we have a certain skill or something. And I I just say this because it really isn't for everyone and sometimes can make you a slave to your hobby or your interests, which I i don't know i i don't like doing that i mean i i don't feel like i'm a slave to my job because i really love it and i love you know the benefits and what it does for me but sometimes especially if you're doing something on the side that you um really love and you're trying to i don't know make money with it can be really frustrating when you put something that's just been a hobby or a talent of yours and you're trying to monetize it it can just kind of feel like you're being a slave to your job and i don't want anyone to feel like they have to start a business and they have to be an entrepreneur or have to you know be self-employed but there's a lot of people out there just like myself who really struggled with a nine-to-five job And after, you know, being self-employed and working for myself and doing freelance work, I just learned that that is where I am comfortable and that is where I grow the most. And it's just been a really good experience for me. And I think freelance work is a really good way to start getting your name out there. And that's it's a really easy way to decide if you want to be your own boss. And yeah, so... Um, I I just feel like there's a lot of people who have shown up in my dms like I was saying in the beginning That will say things like I I just don't know what I want to do with my life and If you're someone who thinks that you could benefit and be of value by doing freelance work I always suggest starting there, especially like I said, if you're not loving a nine-to-five Or you just need you know, some some side income some extra income on top of your work. You're already doing now Uh, I don't want anyone to feel like overwhelmed like oh, yeah, I would love extra money But i'm already working full-time at this job, you know, i'm not telling anyone you have to be a freelance Do freelance work, but I just want to tell you in this episode how you can do it and you know for me, it's been really easy and Just really good for me. So I just want to tell you more about it and how to get started. So, the first thing is obviously getting started. So, the first thing you're going to need is a portfolio and portfolios are so, 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 so important. Um, This just shows everyone who you are and what you can do. So, to give an example, let's say you're really good at web design and you have designed a few websites for yourself, for friends, or maybe Um, You, you know, had to design some websites for some classes in school, Um, and what you'll want to do is create a website where you can tell people about yourself and what you do, along with links to different websites that you have created. So basically, your portfolio is where you showcase your work, and it's really important to just have a portfolio um, because you're not going to really get anywhere without one. (laughs) Like imagine me saying, hey, I'm a photographer, please hire me. And someone asks, oh, well, can I see some of your work? And I'm like, oh, sorry, I don't have any examples of photos that I have taken. It just it just doesn't work so portfolios are really important and a place that you can keep a portfolio you don't have to have a website um, I personally have a website um, for my portfolio so I have one for obviously my business with my wedding videography and stuff but I also have on my personal account a portfolio page that I will send to brands when I want to work with them um, on Instagram and create some content for them, so I don't consider myself like a major influencer in any way. I don't even like calling myself an influencer because i just i don't know I just don't love it but um, I always like to reach out to brands, not just because of like a following and I want to like post about them, but because Um, I do have the skill of photography and videography and I want to create content for them and I also, you know, tell them, well, I can create this content for you and I could also post about it for you. So instead of just sending them my Instagram account and my, you know, link to my photography account, um, I have a page on my website. You can go check it out. I think, I think it's like a hidden link. So you can't just like find it from searching on my website, but it's just regiancom slash portfolio. And I send that to brands and then they can click on it and they can see all the different work that I have done for other brands, um, different Instagram posts I've done for people, um, videos I've done for brands, etc. And then they have all of my work and the stuff that I personally want to highlight to them in. A certain web page. So, a website is something that is very, very helpful, And, but you don't have to have a website because, you know, websites cost money. Uh, so, social media is probably the best place that you will want to start. If you're wanting to start freelancing as an influencer, for example, you would just use, you know, your regular profile as your portfolio um, and you would want to be posting things that... You know, attract brands, and you know, you when you send them your profile, you want them to be able to look at your Instagram profile and say, "Okay, yes, I really want to work with this person because of X, Y, A, and Z." Um, if you are a graphic designer, for example, uh, social media is a great place just to start your own account for your graphic design work. So you could have, like, if I were a graphic designer, I could create an Instagram account that's like. Reggie and Creative or something. And on that account, I would just strictly post uh, graphic design work. And I mean, you can get really fancy with social media because first off, it's free. Um, and there's so many things you can do there. So you can make just like a regular photo post of like, okay, here's um, some graphic design work I did for A water bottle company and then you know you could post a carousel of all those things you could make a reel of you drawing something on your iPad whatever there's so many different things you can do with social media Um, but then when you want to reach out to brands which we will get into in a second you can just like send over the link to your Instagram page now the thing that's really nice about having a website I will say is that you can include your pricing on your website Um, So, there's like no questions asked like when they reach out to you like or respond like, oh, how much do you charge? Um, So, that's why I kind of like having a website, but you also can just like tell them within your email, this is how much I charge um, or wait for them to respond and then send over your pricing. But we will get into how to communicate with brands in just a second. So, continuing on with portfolios, you yeah, social media is a must. Um, But then also optional, a website. And another thing that's a must is just word of mouth. You really want to, you know, share with your friends and your family like, hey, I am going to do some freelance accounting work for some people. I really want to get into that. So if you know of any businesses that, you know, are needing some accounting work done, I would love to do that for them, give them my info. Here's a link to my whatever. And you know, friends and family, those are the people that should be hyping you up the most and they will be like, "Oh my gosh, yes, like I would love to like think of someone that you could help out." Um, for example. So, I think word of mouth is great and just like, yeah, posting on your Facebook page, posting on your Instagram just saying hey, I'm looking to do some freelance work in this certain area of expertise of mine. And if anyone's interested, I would love to work with you, blah, 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 blah. And then you can send them a link to your portfolio, uh, which is really, really great. So the very first thing you need is a portfolio. And one last thing I wanted to mention when it comes to a portfolio is that you don't have to be reaching out to... A brand to start building your portfolio. You can start building your portfolio without being paid yet and sometimes you have to do a few free projects um, or things just on your own to add to your portfolio. So for example if we use that graphic design graphic designer example. Uh, If you have not done a lot of graphic design work for other people, then you need to pretend that you kind of have done graphic design work for other people. So you could reach out to someone and create some work for their brand for free um, or at a very low cost. So you have something in your portfolio. You can use any work that you have created just for fun, uh, for maybe a class that you took. And then, yeah, just like designing stuff yourself. So using that graphic design example, if you really want to just create logos for people that you want that to be your emphasis and do like some branding for people with your graphic design skills, um, then make sure that you're, you know, creating, you can make up your own brand that you made graphic design work for. Um, And then that's what you're going to be posting. So make sure that you're keeping in mind that whatever is in your portfolio caters to the audience that you are wanting to reach out to. So now let's talk a little bit about reaching out to these potential clients, because first impressions can be tough. And you wanna make a really good first impression, and it's kind of hard to do that sometimes over just like an email. So that's the first step that you'll want to take is probably sending them an email. So here are my tips for sending out an email to a brand or potential client. So you're basically going to be pitching yourself to this potential client. You're just showing them your portfolio and saying like, look, I think that we would be a really great match and here's why I want to work with you. You will first wanna start off your email by introducing yourself. And as someone who like on the Karchko side of things, we have like influencers reach out to us a lot. And the biggest mistake I see people making when they reach out to us for a collaboration is that they are all—they're always telling us like they want to work with us. They tell us they think we'll be a great fit, that they love our brand, but then they do not leave a link to their Instagram account or, for example, their portfolio. And so then we have this email from them and we're like, we have no idea how to find this person. And a lot of brands, like I'm going to be honest, as someone who goes through so many influencer emails, I do not want to respond, take the time to respond and say, oh, can you please send me a link to your portfolio or your Instagram account. It just doesn't seem very professional, so sometimes I just ignore it. And that's what other brands are thinking too, and that's what they're gonna do. So make sure that you introduce yourself in the beginning, tell them what you do, and a link to your Instagram account or your portfolio, and make sure it's like a link that's like clickable so they can like instantly click on it and find you instantly. Don't leave like a, here's my at like, at Regian. You want to like make it a link. Um, and then you're going to want to obviously link your portfolio. And then you want to explain to the brand or potential client why you think you would be a good fit and what you want to create for them or what you want to provide them with. Now, when you're introducing yourself and you're telling this potential client why you think you would be a great fit, you want to keep it pretty simple and like short and sweet. Um, if I received an email from an influencer that told their like whole life story or (laughs) like, uh, you know, give me a lot of fluffy details that I don't need to hear. I'm not going to want to sit and read through that because people, lots of brands, for example, are getting emails all the time. And if they open it and it looks like this long novel, they're just going to skim past it and they're not going to read it. Now, one thing that can get you some like brownie points, uh, And especially because a lot of these emails are things that you'll want to just like copy and paste to people. You don't want your email to sound like it's been copied and pasted. Um, So you you do want to include like why you like their brand and, you know, obviously like why you want to work with them. And then you'll also get brownie points for sharing maybe some specific things that, um, they might be interested in. So you could say, um, I had this really cool idea. Obviously you don't want to share too much about it because you don't want them to just go do it without you. Um, where I could create something like this, this and this, or I've noticed from looking at your Instagram account that your reels perform very well or perform really well. So I would love to create, um, a reel for you using my videography skills, something like that. So, being specific in the things that you could create for them um, will like, kind of get their you know, brain going. And then when they're looking at your work, they can kind of envision um, you creating or providing something for them with the skill that they are seeing that you have presented to them. Now, there's a lot of different routes you can take when it comes to sharing about your pricing. So right away, you could send them your pricing. Um, I found with the freelance work that I do that is I don't prov- I don't like to provide my pricing until they've responded to me, um, just because I like to kind of. I don't know I just personally like to talk with them a little bit more and then you know kind of get them on board and then they'll say great like some brands will respond and say to me you know oh yes we'd love to work with you we'll send you some free product and sometimes I'm willing to do things for trade um, but other times I'm like look if you're wanting me to create a one-minute video I'm going to have to you know charge you this amount. So I, it really depends on what you like. You might have to try out a few different ways and see what works best for you. Um, but I just like leaving it at like, I'd love to create this for you. I look forward to hearing from you and, you know, put my name at the bottom. Um, and then when they respond back to me, which hopefully they do, um, then I respond and we'll give them like my pricing breakdown after I hear what they're interested in. And sometimes they'll send you something like, Oh, we don't have a budget for this right now, but we could do this for you, um, instead. So that's when like negotiating comes into play. So if you want to send your pricing right away, go for it. I would recommend, I know that, If you're wanting to get into like influencer marketing and you're, you know, want to do some Instagram posts and content creation for people, um, there's this thing called media kits that people like to send out to brands. Um, I would make sure that if you're sending out a media kit, you just include all the info in your media kit, um, in the email itself and not as an attachment because there's a big possibility that it will go um, into their spam folder and you don't want like when you send attachments it just tends to go to people's spam folder sometimes so that's why like having a link to your portfolio is good instead of sending like a pdf to it Um, and you can put your pricing on that portfolio as well Um, or you can just email them with all of your different rates and different packages and and stuff like that so I wish there was like a set rule and thing I could tell you on pricing but you kind of just have to figure it out for yourself and see what works best for you because what works best for you might not work best for somebody else so um, yeah once you've sent that email you know you just gotta wait for their response and make sure that you're following up with them after you've emailed them. Um, they get, you know, brands and all of us, we all get so many emails and sometimes emails get lost. So I like to follow up with people about like maybe like three or four days after I haven't heard from them and then see if, you know, they respond. If they don't, then i will just maybe give up on them you could try following up with them a second time um but i will always like keep their email in my back pocket and know i could reach out to them in the future so that is that on reaching out to people and your pricing and you know getting people to hire you now let's say you've just you had someone that responds and says yes we would love to work with you um you know, the next step is they need to pay you and you need to create the content. And also before you create the content or provide the service for them, you're going to want to create a contract with them. So one thing that I use that has been literally the best thing in the entire world for me, um, I'll leave a link to it, um, in the show notes so you can check it out is HoneyBook. Um, I have loved using HoneyBook. This is just where I can keep track of all of my bookkeeping stuff, contracts, invoices, clients, etc. And so they'll respond back and say, okay, I'd love to work with you. Then instantly I'm sending them over um, an invoice for like a deposit for them to pay um, and then a contract as well because you definitely want to have a contract um, just in case, you know, things come up. It also is just really professional and you can look up different contracts. There's ones you can buy online. There's ones within HoneyBook that you can use um, and there's like templates and stuff and you can like edit it to fit um, whatever it is that you are working on to your client. And yeah, contracts are very important and you want to make sure that your contract, you know, includes your turnaround time and, you know, what you're paying and then you send i send it through HoneyBook. you can also use something like um DocuSign. i think that's free i can't i'm not really for sure or even just send a pdf that they can respond back to and sign um and then that way you both are just kind of binded and it's legit <laughs> And from there, you're just going to provide that service, or provide that content to that client, uh, and like start working with them and communicating with them, sending it their way. And you know, once you've done that, you know, you can add whatever work you've done with that um, client in your portfolio. And from there, you just keep reaching out to other people. Um, they might refer people to you and that's just kind of how you get the ball, the ball rolling. It's a little easier said than done. Um, but it's something that, you know, can really benefit you if, you know, you're looking for some extra income and yeah, it doesn't have to be something that's like, you're starting this full on, you know, business. Um, If you have questions about starting a business, I do have a podcast episode that I did a couple weeks back about, you know, me answering your questions about how to actually like start a business. So you can definitely refer to that podcast episode for the more (laughs) business side of things. Um, But yeah, that's basically, you know, how to get started in freelance work. Um, I really like freelance work because especially during the times of the year, um, within my, you know, main career that are slower, um, I like reaching out to, um, different brands that I can work with to create content for during the slower months um, and then that way I'm still receiving some income during you know the slower times for me. So there you have it and like I said in the beginning you don't you don't have to be uh, you know a content creator influencer photographer whatever to freelance. Um, I gave the example in the podcast about like doing freelance accounting work um, or you could you know do freelance uh, like cleaning or organizing for people. Uh, you just want to, you know, if there's something out there that you feel like you can monetize, try to monetize it. And also just know that like, it's not something you have to, you know, stick with and do for forever. And I don't, like I said too, you don't have to, please don't feel pressured to start a business and to, Do freelance work. Um, I've just seen it really like benefit me and my life and I've seen it benefit others. So I definitely think it's something worth trying and checking out. Uh, I just, I feel like I really do get so many questions about this. Like, oh, how did you start working with this brand or something? So I hope that what I shared was helpful. Um, And another thing to just keep in mind, uh, be like, know your strengths. Um, you know, feel confident in your ability. And, you know, when you're reaching out to those potential clients, just being confident in the way that you talk to them and in the way you show up online uh, and in your portfolio. So people love to see that and just know that you are doing a great job and that there are people out there who would love to work with you no matter what it is you are doing so there you have it i hope that i feel like i've said there you have it like five times during this episode (laughs) uh but that's it and i really hope that you enjoyed listening um i do feel like we have some extra time so why not do a little segment of currently obsessed so a few things i've been really obsessed with lately um one is making my own uh drinks at home instead of going through the drive through every other day um, I realized that a uh, so I started I decided not to start drink or keep drinking soda not that I was drinking it like really consistently or a lot um, but I just have this thing where i'm like, oh, I really want to go through the drive-thru and go get a drink It's really fun for me to get out of the house On days where i'm just stuck inside editing all day And that's like a fun thing for me to go do is go get a drink and since I haven't been drinking a lot of soda, I've been trying different uh, like waters or uh, like lemonades and things like that. And one day I realized after going through this one certain drive-thru for this one certain drink pretty consistently, I was like, why do I keep going through the drive-thru to get this drink when I could literally just make this at home by myself? I basically have all the ingredients. So, what this drink is is basically you have to have a foam cup i to for it to be the best, and I don't have foam cups, so I've just been using my little water bottles. I need to go buy like some foam cups or like a good mug that I can use for these drinks, but this is how it's super easy and it tastes so good. It's basically just water, and then you put a bunch of frozen fruit in it and then a little bit of sugar free coconut syrup. And it is so good and refreshing. I absolutely love it. I've also been trying to recreate that. um, If you go to Swig, if you're from Utah, if you know what I'm talking about, there's a drink called like the strawberry breeze or something like that or I don't know something like that and I got it I wasn't like super impressed with it but then I got it again like the next week and I was like okay wait I actually really love this and they have on their menu the exact ingredients that they put in it um I just haven't bought any strawberry puree but it's basically water and it sounds so kind of it really sounds gross but it's really good madeline page talked about it in the episode i did with her it's like water um sh- strawberries and then some vanilla creamer i don't know if it's vanilla creamer or vanilla syrup and then coconut cream and then like ras or not raspberry strawberry puree i don't know where to buy strawberry puree but that's what it's missing um <laughs> uh, but i've been trying to make that at home I also have, I really love sugar-free uh, Dr. Pepper, and I like putting that sugar-free coconut syrup in it with a fresh lime. Mmm, it's the best. So, yeah, that that is the one thing I've been currently obsessed with. Okay, next thing, this might sound really silly, but when, if you're my age, if you grew up around the times I did... uh. There was nothing I loved more when I was in middle school than going to Bath & Body Works and getting lip gloss. They had like the best lip glosses at Bath & Body Works and you could go, it was like buy two, get one free and I went all the time. I went through so much lip gloss from Bath & Body Works and a few, let's see, like last week I had a wedding and in between the wedding I, oh that reminds me, I need to tell my crazy story that happened between... sweating i shot anyways so um i i went to Bath and body works because i hadn't been in there and it just like i walked by and it smelled good i'm like i'm gonna go in here i haven't been in here in years walk in and they have those lip glosses sitting right there in the middle and i'm like oh my gosh i used to love these lip glosses and of course they were doing the buy two get one free like they have for years and i was like okay i've I've just got to get some so i did And I've been wearing it every day since. I love it. I love the tinted, um, like, minty ones. They just look really good, and they smell good, and they taste good. And I also love um, just the shiny, like, lip. um, They're just like the mint ones that aren't tinted. They just smell so good, and they make your breath smell fresh, and they... Bath & Body Works lip gloss, man. I'm telling you, that is where it is at. Last thing that I'm currently obsessed with, and this is a baby thing, but if you need to buy a baby gift for someone uh, or if you are expecting or you are a mom with kids, I just discovered my favorite baby clothing store and it is Cotton On Baby. Cotton On is the best store anyways. I didn't know they had a baby store until recently. And I went into the mall When I went and got my lip gloss and I saw a cotton on baby store and I went in, spent way too much money. They have the cutest, the cutest stuff I've ever seen. Like I like Zara baby, but I think cotton on might be my, my favorite. I love it. So I got some like band, like retro band t-shirts for my baby. I know so weird but they're so cute and then I got these cute little like onesies and I'm just obsessed do I need more baby clothes no but you know she's probably gonna poop in all of them and I'm gonna have to change her outfit five times a day anyways so there you have it but oh my gosh there I am again saying there you have it what is wrong with me today anyways so those are some things I'm currently obsessed with but really quick I have got to tell you (laughs) what happened to me. Normally I put this stuff before the podcast episode begins. Maybe that's what I should do so people like stay and listen in case this is interesting to you. Um but here I am sharing this at the end. So I posted this on my Instagram story. And in case you didn't see it, I'll give you like a, a quick little summary of what happened because it was very traumatic. Um so I went to a Costa Vida in Payson and I you know, I was in between this wedding. This was the same day I got my lip gloss and my cotton on baby stuff. And I went to Costa Vida because it just, just sounded good. Normally I try to go to different places when I'm out of town, but I go through the drive-thru. I basically just picked it because it was a drive-thru and I didn't have to get out of my car. Um, I go through the drive-thru. I order my food. I always like to get a sweet pork salad with the tortilla on the side and ranch dressing. And they give me my stuff, I drive away. I go like about a mile or two down the road and park at this like random parking lot. You know, I don't know if you guys do this, but every time I like get food somewhere, I love to just like sit in the parking lot because it's like awkward to go sit in a place by yourself and eat. So I go sit by myself in my car and I eat it and I will like turn on a Netflix show on my phone (laughs) or like listen to some music or something. Anyways, So I drive down the road, pull over, go to eat my salad. I put my dress and they forget my my ranch dressing. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So I turn around because it's not like you can eat a salad without ranch dressing. I turn around, I go get my ranch dressing. Then (laughs) I leave, drive away, drive even further away this time to a different parking lot. And I realize they never gave me my tortilla on the side which is my favorite part, and I was super bummed, but I was like, I am not going to turn around and go through the drive-thru again and be like, oh, you also forgot this, because I felt kind of stupid, well, I literally start crying about it, because I am in my third trimester of pregnancy, and I've got all the hormones pumping through my veins, and so I started to cry about it, and I'm eating my salad, I pour my ranch dressing on, I take like three bites, I'm just like, you know, crying through my salad, And all of a sudden, I look down because, you know, like when you're eating a salad, you got to like look at what you're eating. You can't just like blindly eat your food. And I look down and there is a giant fly sitting in my salad. Oh, and it looked so gross. Oh, I could gag. Anyways, I see that and I start gagging. I then throw up and keep in mind, I was still crying at this point. I throw up in my car. I threw up in the bag, luckily I, I made it to to a trash can. And then, so then I'm sitting there with a bag of puke and a salad that I really, really wanted with no tortilla and a giant fly sitting in my salad. And I was pretty far, at this point I was past... Pace in where I wasn't going to be turning around and going back. So I was like, I'm not going to go turn around and like Ask for another salad or something and I Anyways, so I sat in my car Threw up Cried about it It was so Horrible and then I just tossed my salad in the trash at a random gas station And then I ate like a pretzel from pretzel maker at the mall (laughs) Because I haven't had one of those in years and that sounded good um, and that was it. So, that was a really sad story, and, <laughs> uh, Costa Vita, man, if you know, you know, that's all I'm gonna say. Uh, wow, good times. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. Please, rate review subscribe all the good things it really makes me so happy when i see a new review come in especially if it's a written review um you can go i'm pretty sure if you've already left like a five star review um but you didn't like write anything you can go back and write something if you haven't done that would you do that for me i would love it um you guys are the best thanks for all of your support i will see you next week And don't forget that I love you lots. Bye-bye.